Hello and welcome to today's podcast. Today it's our great pleasure to have with us Matt Dahan of Parrotprint. Parrotprint was launched in just March 2021, not very long ago, and founded by Matt, who is a passionate photographer and entrepreneur with a proven track record of building successful ventures. Matt, welcome to today's podcast. Thank you. Welcome. Thank you for having me on board. It's a, it's a pleasure. No, it's great. Really is. It's great. Thank you for sparing the time. I know that you're really, really busy um, growing your new business with great success already. Um, Matt, could you give us an, an intro into your career and your journey to the point where you find yourself now with digital printing technologies? Yeah, no, absolutely. I think um, I was always a very keen um, photographer, uh, amateur photographer. I got into food photography, like product photography. Uh, kind of fell into printing, uh, which mm-hmm. is a, which is a prior business to, to, to PowerPrint.com, and um, and and we're here now uh, with with the launch of our new uh, new brand, uh, PowerPrint.com. That's great, and literally just from March, so you've been very very busy. No, absolutely, yeah. So I think I think March was the was the the rebrand of of our site um, okay. with, with a new branding. It's been around for under 12 months beforehand, but we didn't really do anything with it. It was just kind of sat on the shelf, um, not doing much, I should say. Um, but we, we kind of heavily invested into the rebrand and, and the relaunch, uh, which, was, which was March this year. Um, and, and it's gone really well for us. That's great. You were telling me just off air earlier, actually, how well you did um, during the pandemic and how, how sales accelerated so quickly. Could you share a little story about that with us, please? <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, obviously there was a lot of, um, there were many winners and losers out, out of the pandemic. And uh, unfortunately, a lot of, a lot of businesses, you know, couldn't, uh, couldn't do well, but a lot of businesses did. And I think a lot of online business, especially, um, uh, did well. I mean, we, we suddenly saw a huge uptick, uh, like a 500% increase in sales. Mm-hmm. Um, and luckily because we'd built the tech and automation software, uh, in terms of automa- automated uh, order processing, uh, automated prepress, um, mm-hmm. we were we were able to scale rapidly. So we could just plug in, you know, more printers, more packing stations, and, and we were good to go. So luckily, it served us well. But you know, there, there are lots of un- unhappy stories with other businesses. But luckily, we we weren't affected. Well, that sounds great. Really, really good. When then? So you started Parrot. So Parrot Print is a rebrand and you've been printing mm. how long for? Maybe 12, 12 months, a couple of years? or A couple of years. So, so I've been yeah. involved in print and we've had a, we have a sub-brand, another brand um, in the wall decor category, uh, which has been going since 2016. And I actually started that in, in my mum's kitchen. Um, so I kind of started there on my own uh, with all the... With all the um, kind of challenges you kind of have as a, as a new new startup just new yourself <laughs> and and a great idea um and uh over the years it's kind of progressed in, in into where we are today it's great so when you when you first began did you outsource your printing no absolutely not i mean um, no. <laughs> no i remember um well well there's actually there's a very interesting backstory to all of this so um essentially i'd i'd, I'd gone moved to australia for a year um back here at the financial crisis this is going back quite a while mm-hmm. um and uh i stayed with a family uh you know that I, and i used their home as a base for the first two weeks i was there and as a gift 
Um, I bought them a canvas print of uh, of the Sydney skyline, that a photo that I'd taken off the back of the boat. It was like a really nice photo. It wasn't anywhere else. The sun's really lovely picture of the sun setting behind uh, all the buildings and, and the Sydney Opera House. Um, and when the print arrived, um, the uh, the colours weren't accurate. And I thought, oh, mm-hmm. I can't really gift this because the, Im- the image has kind of, or the print has lost its effect. Um, and, I, you know, it kind of set up a light, a light bulb moment in my head. It was more like, oh, these, these guys just kind of punting out prints, but they don't really understand the importance of, of colour accuracy. Um, you know, I'm not saying that, that that this is across the entire industry. This just happened to me, my, my experience from one seller in Australia. Uh, yeah. And I thought, oh, well, there's got to be a better way of doing this. You know, you know, I, I, I could kind of do a better job at this myself. And that kind of really sowed the seed for me to, 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 to get started in, in print. Interesting, isn't it, how those experiences yeah. change the directions of our lives, really? Absolutely. I mean, it was a long time. I, I'm, it took me about th- three or four years to write the business plan and mm-hmm. quite a bit of dilly-dallying on my half, you know, uh, on my part, you know, I don't know, you know, doing, doing lots of market research and there was lots of things that I wanted to do, but wasn't sure how they were going to be achieved in terms of, um, in terms of automation and, and, and scoping the market for size, etc. The best experience though, Matt, as well, isn't it? It's always as a customer, really. Um, yeah. Because- and I think, you know, in commercial life, we probably both recognize that only 10% of customers actually complain or, you know, get back in touch and say this wasn't quite right. So, you know, people just don't, people completely underestimate how many clients they lose by providing poor product and poor service. So it's yeah, great you know, that you picked that up yeah. right from day one and it became one of the pillars of your new business model. Mm, absolutely. That's great. So, Matt, could you tell us about your clients then? Who are your clients and what services, what what are you actually providing for them? Absolutely. So, I mean, we predominantly sell um, products via our our website, Mm -hmm. um, direct to consumer. So, um, you've got a a picture of your family or your kids or your dog or or whatever you want. Um, And um, we provide um, custom print products. So um, customers upload their images uh, via our website. Uh Um, Our website, we've built our own um, uh, AI AI algorithm to check um, uh, product image upload quality. Um, Because in the very early days, we'd always get asked, you know, when it was when it was on my own years ago, I'd always get asked, you know, uh, is is my image quality good enough? Like I want, you know, <laughs> and I thought, oh, how, how am I going to get rid of this question? Because <laughs> I have yeah. to get asked the whole time. Yeah. Um, and so we developed uh, quite a complex bit of of algebra um, to kind of work out uh, the customer's uploaded image quality, and you know, give give the give the image quality uh, a star rating, so we, we wouldn't have to deal with that sort of question. And the customer. I mean, the, the 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 problem was really kind of serving the customer in the easiest way easiest way possible. It was like your answer is there. You don't have to. You don't even have to ha- even have to ask the question because you've got the answer yeah. right in front of you. Um, and and it it works on the fly. So if they crop a small area of their image, it will recalculate the calculation. So it's quite a smart bit of uh, of tech. It's very clever. Very very clever. Yeah. It's one of the biggest things that causes problems and low expectation, isn't it? Well you completely miss the expectation of the customer if you don't get that bit right because the, the you know you're absolutely right to pick up that the customer in in, in your kind of b2 b2b and b2c world doesn't mm. know the questions to ask so absolutely 
yeah, yeah. absolutely i mean the average um you know consumer wouldn't wouldn't know about the printing world and and the importance of pixel density uh and things like that or, or the difference between ppi and dpi <laughs> the age the age old they don't old, need uh, to know either do they you, do, you, you have to just deliver the <laughs> they solution they don't need to like know said, exactly exactly the they don't need to know exactly just remove the question you know um a lot of customers will be like oh you know they'll try not a lot of customers but some customers will like, try and try and upload a very a heavy pixelated image that mm-hmm. they've taken from whatsapp you know that's been shared a thousand times and it's a tiny yeah. 100 kilobyte image uh and it's just important that they the, cons- the customer understands that actually if you're going to print this it's not going to look great that's so interesting are you also working with photographers as well to recreate their work at, at high definition yeah absolutely so we work mm-hmm. with some um some business customers uh, we, we do some quite large um, like corporate orders as well um, and they just love the, the fact uh, the turnaround time for us and, and the product quality and what what is your turnaround time Matt? <laughs> um, so because of all the automation we use um, and, and the software we've developed um, all orders placed before 12 p.m. are dispatched the same day on a next day service and that's to the UK and the US uh, obviously, there's a time difference there, but actually, internally, we try and dispatch orders placed before 4 p.m. on the same day. So um, there can be, uh, you know, it might be up to or as little as 30 minutes from when a customer places an order to when the item's packed in a box, uh, framed That's in incredible. a box. Yeah. That's absolutely incredible. And you're not talking low volumes here either. You, you know, you're talking a, a high volume yeah. business here, aren't you? Absolutely, yes. Yes, yeah. we are talking high, high volume business, not. Uh, not at all uh, small volume, but we've only been able to kind of grow and uh, deliver on these promises, you know, based on on the sort of tech and and, and software we've written ourselves. That's a very important point, though, isn't it? You've driven mm-hmm. that automation yourself to create your own bespoke solution that fits with your business model and your um, production workflow. Absolutely, yeah. yeah that's great. Have, do you have a background in software? I've always found actually no. So I'm. I'm Personally, myself personally, I'm not a software developer, but I'm. Um, I tend to think like a computer, so I'm extremely like logical. <laughs> okay. It's a bit of a weird thing to say. <laughs> it's a very good uh, confession. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, a bit, it's a bit strange. It's like everything's black or white, sort of thing. There's like middle ground. So it's a bit like socially. I guess it could be a little bit awkward. Um, but in terms of uh, working with developers or, or, or the sort of people that we worked with and found. Uh, it, it was very easy to kind of understand how the software worked and explain what what it needed to do um, from a, from a tech aspect. Um, I mean, we, uh, earlier on, actually, uh, when I wrote the business plan years ago, I kind of just wrote the business plan. I forgot about it. Lent it to a friend about a year ago, uh, and and I just reread it. and um, And I'd written all about you know the, the the need for automated packing stations and and all the automated processes that we do now and i would completely forgotten that i'd written that in the business plan i was like oh my god wow like, this is amazing like, I, I didn't even realize that I'd, I'd done it i'd completely forgotten i'd written it in my business plan and actually gone and done it anyway yeah um but i look kind of to businesses like um you know in the fast food industry for example like like mcdonald's um how their product is um, you know, you, you you know that what you're getting everywhere you go, it's it's repeatable. You can go anywhere around the country, and it's exactly the same. And the reason they've got the reason they they're able to do that is they've systemized everything. 
And if you can do that in this industry, um, uh, you know, it makes it makes the work process for, in terms of manufacturing stuff so much easier. Um, there's no, there's no stress because everything's organised. Uh, for example, I know uh, businesses like like McDonald's. Uh, who, I'm a big fan of McDonald's. Not not necessarily <laughs> the, the food, but just the, the the actual the genius about how they build yes, their kitchens and. Um, like no staff member should take more than two or three steps to get from one station to the next. You know, there's a lot of uh, like efficiency there, um, and and the thinking is done for for the uh, for, for the operators most of the time. Um, there's a lot. So we, there is a lot to mirror, isn't there? Yeah. So we looked. We looked to emulate that and say, "All oh, right, what if there was no such thing? What if we could automate pre-press, for example?" So, uh, for example, our, our server. Um, mm-hmm. Our orders come in. Our server will just automatically process the orders as per the customer's specifications. Um, you know, it will match the match whatever the customer requires. It already kind of knows what to do, uh, and it can pick and process and create the files for 400 orders every 20 minutes. That's 1,200 wow. orders an hour. Yeah, wow. and they just get popped into hot folders. And they get hoovered up by the printers, uh, and they're good to go. And they wait, wait for the print operator to to, to go. That's incredible. Start, do you yeah. do you print on different substrates as well? Do you have different so materials? We do have different materials. Um, although, uh, we're launching at the moment. We're focusing. We focus just on canvas, uh, uh-huh. canvas prints. But we're actually launching five new products, um, which I've been sworn to secrecy over. <laughs> <laughs> so, so five new products in the pipeline. Uh, we've developed the software for them. There have been lots of challenges there, um, uh, but they're all ready to go. And and I guess once they're launched, we can we can have a chat about them. Yeah, so that's that's going to take batching to a whole new level, isn't it? And it also Absolutely. challenge your automation again, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Loading up, so loading up essentially, machinery. Yeah, it's new machinery, it's new production lines. Um, mm-hmm. But actually, yeah, we've kind of worked it out and map, mapped it out internally. So uh, we're, we're ready to go and we're really excited. Matt, is your philosophy then to run one substrate on one machine and just keep it going? Running. Yeah, just building, keep it. Yeah, building the volume, what, what, so it's printing. Building volume, seven. max out that market. Um, yeah. really ace it in terms of product quality. You know everything about that product. Know everything about the process, and then move on to the next item. Fantastic. It's a really great approach, isn't it? Really, it, mm. it's, it's mm. Um, so so interesting to chat with you, Matt. Um, Thank you. So talking about, about new technologies then, you, you're mm. investing organically as you're growing production, but then you're um, isolating new markets and building your business towards them. Mm, absolutely, yeah. That's great. So how's the, has the implementation of new technology then opened up new opportunities? Has it shown you the avenues into new markets? It's what it's enabled us to do is is um, deal with large volumes very easily, uh-huh. um, and uh, and you can go to you can go to mass market um, with these sorts of products. You, we can compete against kind of very big players in terms of cost, like production costs and and uh, delivery time. Like our delivery time is, is unmatched in 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 our in our industry. There's nobody that delivers as fast as we can. Um, we've we've bought from all of the our competitors. Um, not just to assess, you know, just to buy from them, but it's also important to see what everyone else is doing, you know, how they're manufacturing things and uh, what can we learn from from the other players in the in our marketplace. Uh, but in terms of delivery speed, um, 
classically, if you're if you're ordering a canvas print from from somewhere else, uh, yeah. you're going to wait, you know, between three and from our testing between three and seven working days for it to arrive. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I've I've never understood that. I've, I've, I'll take so what's long. The, what's the average Bye. size of a, what's the average dimension then of a parcel? If you had to give one average size, because they're not necessarily going to be small, are they? And yet you're shipping them incredibly fast. No, absolutely. So um, it's difficult to really put, uh, to give you the, the most popular size or the average uh-huh. size, but they're not, you know, huge. Like the largest item we sell is, is um, a 36 inch by 24 inch frame. It's, it's yep. you know, um, 0.75 inches deep. So they are big parcels, but they're quite thin. Um, yes. But because we use, we're also using robotics in manufacture. So um, okay. the, the prints are cut out robotically. Um, they're then put into a machine where the operator just presses a button and they come back out 20 seconds later framed. Um, once they're framed, they go on a conveyor belt to the, directly to a packing station uh-huh. um, where the packer just scans the barcode on the product and it just spits out the shipping label. So there's no opportunity for any packing area, uh, packing error. Um, the people operating our packing desk don't need to pick anything because they can just pick up anything, yeah. scan the barcode on it, and put it in a box, and yeah. that's that's where we were, we were trying to get rid of all kind of the kind of difficulties that I had in the very early days uh, it, working in other businesses where you'd have a pile of invoices with integrated labels, yeah. and you'd have to wait for everything to be made first, and then you pick up your, your invoice paper and you'd go, "Oh right, what am I looking for? I'm looking for." an A1 print. So you go to the pile of A1 prints and you leaf through them all and try and match the image to the image on the invoice. Um, and it was just horrific, you know, and, and it's not scalable. That, that, that might work if you're doing 30 prints a day. If you're doing yeah. 5,000, um, you know, your, your business your businesses can't grow or scale like that. No, you're right. And I think there's still a lot of people out there struggling with pen and paper in that kind of, yeah, that kind of prehistoric architecture, really. We all remember it, but it's a big part. If you were to look at it by percentage, it's still a huge, huge, huge part of production, isn't it? Absolutely. I think, and also in in commercial print at the moment, um, there's a lot of, um, there's there's a need to automate things. Uh, I think Mm -hmm. it's not, the take up isn't as, 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 much as you'd think it it should be or is, um, I think uh, there's a lot of businesses that are maybe used to doing things in a certain way, where they'd have yeah. ten staff members you know, in pre-press, um, yeah. and so you, you got to really drive change in this industry. If you want to, if you want to do do well in any industry, I suppose you've you've got to out innovate your competitors and outperform yeah. them and. and yeah. The way, the way we've done that is automating not just production, uh, but also the tech side of things. So the order, order the, the actual file creation. It's an incredible achievement, Matt. It really is. Um, and I think, would you agree that that's because you are um, an entrepreneurial business, but also a fairly young business, so you don't have legacy production to yeah to yeah, yeah. No, absolutely so, I, I, I'd agree with that or adapt really absolutely I'd agree with that we haven't got um we didn't have to deal with um a management team here that like to do things in a certain way it was like uh-huh. oh if we if we want to introduce a change uh we'll do it I mean then we have weekly meetings with all of our staff 
uh, all of our production staff and we're like where can we get efficiencies in, in the job that you're doing you know what how can we do things faster how can we automate things how can we make things better you know all, all of our staff have a voice um uh-huh. they, they all deserve everyone, everyone deserves to be heard at, at work really um and it's often the good ideas and the best ideas often come from the people that are actually doing the job um you know so we, we, we made we've made changes to our software based on on feedback from our own staff that's very important isn't it they also take yeah. ownership of the journey then as well don't they absolutely and they feel valued as well they feel yes. that their opinions matter and they, and they do and they should yeah and you all grow together absolutely <laughs> yeah with their skills yeah etc you were talking off air earlier actually about training um and doing training videos and things like that so you um obviously in a very digital format um yeah. you you're investing very heavily in your staff too and making sure that they have all of the right tools whether that is technology or information in which to excel and do their jobs to the best of their ability and grow their knowledge bases absolutely i mean we have an internal knowledge base with loads of videos um mm-hmm. and again it was born sort of out you know, when, when you bring a new staff member on, you've got to train them. There's a whole, there's a long training process and uh, sharing of knowledge. And I thought, oh, if we just recorded a video of, if you, if, 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 if for example, we launch a new feature or a new, uh, new way or a new process, we'll uh-huh. record a video of it, um, and it becomes a training video, and then that person never has to train anyone ever again. They just watch the video. Yeah. Um, so yeah. it's also. Uh, almost driving efficiencies in the in the training aspect as well it sounds as though efficiency is inherent inherent throughout your business matt yeah <laughs> yeah i think i think you know being born as a living computer has served you well definitely, <laughs> uh, <laughs> definitely, yes. definitely. professionally maybe maybe not socially <laughs> oh well <laughs> anyway. it's always a trade-off <laughs> exactly isn't there isn't there mm. definitely um Matt, can I ask you about marketing? Um, so how do you connect with your uh, creative community? And perhaps as you know, how do you do that? Is it social media is a big part of your marketing strategy? If you're happy to, could you share how you're reaching your clients with us online? Absolutely. I think there's a lot of it is, um, I mean, we use multi-channel marketing. So we, we, we kind of... Uh, are doing a, a bit of everything or, or a lot of uh-huh. everything so we'll do reactive search so like you know paid paid search we'll do a lot of social media but the biggest one for us is, is what we call the popcorn effect okay and where it's where um you have you have you know 50 customers um and they're all amazed by the product and the speed of the service and, and the product they've given and the product that they've, they've been given the quality and the speed and customer support and they go and tell their friends about it and then their friends buy something and tell their friends about it. And I think for us, that's been been one of the biggest drivers of uh, uh, of, of, of new traffic and new sales. It's, it's what we term as the popcorn effect. Um, yeah. People really do love our products, and, and when they do uh, experience, they, they they just share it with, with with the people in their in their circle. It's nothing better than recommendation, is there? Absolutely. Yeah, that's exactly how everything goes viral in both directions, actually, good and bad. But um, yeah, it sounds like you, um, you're you really exploring those opportunities and really serving your community as well. With, do you inspire mm. them as well? Do you do lots of blogs and things like that? 
Yeah, so we do a lot of blogs. Um, we've got, we've got our, our marketing team here that um, mm-hmm. write lots of like home decor tips and photography tips. Um, yeah. And we've got some big, big plans uh, like working with photographers in the future, uh, working with some some high level professional photographers in the future. But um, but yeah, no, absolutely, uh, we, we we try a, bit, a little bit of everything there. No, it's it's. it's- it's a fantastic story, Matt. It really is. Thank you so much, so, so much for sharing. It really is. Could you tell us a little bit more about, the, if you don't mind, a little bit more about the, the technology that you're using and why you decided um, to invest in new technology? I mean, have you found that technology is changing so quickly um, that you every time you bring online a new product line, you're you're not duplicating what you've got. You're moving to something better, faster, quicker, more efficient, greener, more sustainable. Absolutely. I mean, um, for example, print, print, print technology has come a long way in in the past ten years, and mm-hmm. and we're, we're always planning three or four years ahead. So we might invest uh, in a product that we don't necessarily must have, must need right now, but we will do in, in eighteen months' time um, as as we grow into it. Um, so I think it's important to invest in new technology. I think print, um, print technology has changed massively. I mean, we've, we've just invested the new, um, EFI ViewTech Q5R and that's, that's been a huge investment. Mm-hmm. Um, but that machine is capable of the, the output on that machine is, is 700 square meters an hour. Um, and historically, um, with printers, when you were looking at speed, there was a trade-off with quality. Yes, there's always that trade-off. I mean, back in the day when, uh, when you know we were running Epson 9700s, for example, um, phenomenally good printer, high quality, but extremely, extremely slow. Um, but what this this new EFI printer has done for us is manages manages to fit in with offering high quality at a very high speed, um, and and just enables us to kind of. Um, continue offering that that delivery promise to our customers as we grow, and as we as we deal with with, with higher and higher volumes. And I guess moving with UV technology as well, you've got an incredibly durable product there as well, haven't you? Mm, absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. Miles away from from the early days of uh, of print tech, <laughs> so it's re- it's really moved. It's changed so much, yeah. It, well, it has changed so much, hasn't it? I mean, I guess if you just look at the longevity of life of the product that you're now creating as well, both, mm. you know, I, I guess I'd love to hear your comments on the, the color yield and the, the, the vibrancy of the colors you're achieving now, as well as the print mark, as well as the, I, you know, the, the UV properties and the light fastness of the products that you're now producing. Absolutely. I mean, the UV, the UV quality of the new, of the new printer, um, far surpass uh, the kind of um, print quality of, of the kind of um, eco solvent printers that we would have used in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, it gives the customer a super vibrant, defined image, uh, but at the same time, reducing on ink usage as well. So much better for the environment, um, better for us as a business as well, um, because we're not using as much ink. Uh, so it helps keep helps keeps our costs down, uh, but also lasts way way longer so i think historically you'd have you'd have had to varnish a print a canvas print um to lock the ink in on a a water-based you know pigment uh printer Uh, whereas these these new printers are you know you you could take after it's printed you could you could literally take a print and wash it under the tap and nothing nothing would happen to it 
Not that, not that we'd, uh, not that don't, we'd recommend want, it. don't recommend it, but we've done that and we've tested it and we're like, oh, wow, that's amazing. You know, or we've tried to scratch the print with our nails to see what, what would happen. And, um, yeah, really, really hardy product. Uh, it really, is. It's, really incredib- product. it's incredible that you can do all of that with such great quality mm. at such great speed and offer mm. such a fantastic service, isn't it? It's, it really is. It's a, it's a brilliant, brilliant business model. And congratulations, Matt. It's so wonderful to hear how successful you are being now as well um okay you've mentioned that you're you've got plans to expand the business are they all top secrets <laughs> unfortunately yes i've been i've been sworn to secrecy um and um we we launch, we are launching uh, five new products and we've got something super super exciting um coming as well um but I've, um, unfortunately, we're gonna, we'll, we'll have to book another another call, uh, another <laughs> another, another meetup to, to discuss those when they're when they're ready to launch. No, that's absolutely fine. But um, for anybody that's listening, then you would find your products by literally. I think it's guess it's um, parrotprint.com. Is that correct? That's right. That's correct. Yeah, yeah. head over to parrotprint.com and, and, and have a butcher's. <laughs> yeah, and you do you do you're doing B two B and B two C, Matt? Is that correct? That's correct. Yeah, we do B two B and B two C. Yeah. So do you have a, do you have a, I haven't checked, but do you have a portal within the website then where businesses can order online? No, we don't. So we've kind of kept things really simple. Um, okay. We do get this, uh, we do get asked this. Um, we kept things really simple. So with business orders, they're placed in exactly the same way that consumer orders are placed. Uh, and we, the products we offer are, are at the lowest price that we can offer them. So it would be, you know, same, same product, same ordering process yeah. and same level of, of delivery speed. And service, yeah. It's yes, fantastic. Absolutely. Yeah. Matt, congratulations. It's a wonderful story. I wish you every success. And I really, really look forward to watching your business thrive, actually. It sounds as though, um, yeah, you've got all of the elements for success woven in there. Definitely. Thank you, David. It's very, it's very kind of you. And, and we're all excited yeah. here. But, you know, the, my team and I are all very excited for what the future holds. So That's great. So anyone look, planning Christmas presents, you know where to go. <laughs> oh, thank you. You're too, you're too kind, Debbie. <laughs> yeah, lots and lots and lots of them for Matt, please. It's all good. <laughs> Matt, thank, thank you, you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure to talk with you today. Is there anything you'd like to add? Anything you'd like to share with our listeners? Likewise, um, off, off the top of the cuff, no. I think I've covered the kind of story. I think, um, I think it, this story kind of illustrates that kind of really anything is possible if you if you if you really put put your mind to it. I mean, if I think about the days when when this business was in its infancy uh, in my mum's kitchen and kind of lorry drivers coming down residential streets and to where it is now in in, in a very short space of time, I think um, uh, for any for any budding entrepreneurs, if you've got a solid uh, a solid business plan and a solid pathway, um, you know you can you can really realise your goals. Oh, sounds fantastic. And for any creatives that are listening here too, with Matt's service, of course, it's really easy for you to build your own brand and sell and build your own website and then sell your own collection of photography and products and really explore the creativity of your own your own work and get that out to market too. Um, there are so many opportunities from businesses such as, as Matt's that um, connect you to the manufacturing community and the creative community together. That's great. Matt, thank you so much. Um, look no forward to, yeah, if I'm in the area, I will pop over and say hi. Please, I'd love to see your do. robotics and everything else. It sounds fantastic. Please do. Please do pop by. It's always, uh, it'll be lovely to host you here. That's great. Thank you so much for your time today. I know you're busy. It's fantastic. really well appreciated. Thank you it's so much. It's a pleasure. Much. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye.